0: We're in the city that was once the heart of Galicia, Lemberg, as the Austrians called it, Lvov when the city was in Poland between the two world wars, and Lviv, as it is known in Ukrainian. There's more than a little Habsburg charm here, and the city is very much a cultural capital of Ukraine today. It was also the site of horrific pogroms against the Jews during the Second World War and before, and they weren't only carried out by Germans. There hasn't been a very large Jewish population in Lviv in the post-war decades, but in 2002, one of our interviewers, Ella Orlikova, traveled from Kyiv to visit 86-year-old Grigory Sirota, no relation to me, and he painted a picture for Ella of what it was like to grow up in a Ukrainian shtetl not far from here in the very early years of the Soviet Union.
1: I was born in 1916, the youngest in the family. I have almost no memories of our life in Shcherbivtsi because we left in 1920 when I was just four years old. This was during the Civil War. and Gangs went marauding through our neighborhood. They robbed houses, killed people, especially Jews. Some local Ukrainians were hiding us, but I was too young to understand what was going on. Later, my father told me, during these raids, that uh, Petluria soldiers uh, – the ones who were fighting for an independent Ukraine – broke into our house, pointed a gun in his face and said, Give us your gold and money. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> we didn't have any gold or money except for my parents' rings and my mother's earrings. Uh, they took those and uh, knocked out most of my father's teeth before they rode away. It was now much too scary to stay there, so we moved to Jamikiv, a few kilometers away. It was a very nice town. The Jews lived in the center of the village, and I believe there were about 50 Jewish families. Most of the Jewish houses had clay floors that were covered with a special mixture of hay. Each Jewish house had a store or a workshop inside it such as a sewing workshop or a tinsmith shop or a bakery. My father leased a mill just on the edge of the village. He made a profit, so he bought a house. A very nice house. And I can still picture it in my dreams. Three rooms and a kitchen. We lived among Ukrainians, Jews, Poles, Russians, and even two gypsy families. Now people got along. As for me, my friends were Jewish, Ukrainian, Russian and Polish boys. We spoke Russian, we went swimming in a pond, and we were good friends. Sure, sometimes we had fights, after all we were boys, but we never fought about religion. Mm -mm. In our village everyone celebrated both religious and Soviet holidays, and everyone was respectful of each other's special days. There was a synagogue in the centre, and nearby an Orthodox Christian church and a Catholic cathedral. Still, there were town folk who got drunk on every holiday and made a scene, sometimes getting into fistfights, but they would go around the next day, apologise profusely, and things would be quiet, until the next holiday when it all started again. The brightest memory of my childhood was definitely my sister, Etel's wedding. <laughs> she got married... What was it now? 1922. Yeah, we gave them a traditional Jewish wedding in our house. There were tables covered with wine, cherry liqueur, vodka. There were strudels with hung sugar, honey and nuts. It was the food of the gods. Of course, there was also Gefilte fish, which I remember because it was my favourite. A klezmer orchestra played, and everyone danced, and then they played a waltz, so my brother Yasher and I danced together. He wanted to lead and so did I, so we slugged each other in the face and had to be pulled apart. And we were just six and eight years old then. Our family was thrilled when the Soviets came to power. They promised a better life for everyone. Education, too. We believed there would be no more pogroms and everyone would be equal. But then the authorities expropriated my father's mill and he had to go to work, tending a stable of horses. In our village, there were two collective farms, a Ukrainian and a Jewish one. My father didn't just tend the horses. He sometimes guarded them at night, but as I was getting older, he wanted me to do it. I remember that first time of taking the horses out. It was terrible. The stables were located between the Ukrainian and the Jewish cemeteries, and I couldn't help thinking about anything but ghosts in white sheets. I was terrified whenever I heard a sound. By this time, I was... Why, 13. I mean, if someone would have come to take the horses, what could I have done? (laughs) There were other times when boys from the Ukrainian collective farm and I took our horses out to the pasture at night. That was wonderful. What beautiful nights they were.